Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends. Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Or at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to the Morally Corrupt Show, show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. I am Rachel Lindsay. Joining me right now is Chelsea Stark-Jones. Welcome back. Yes. We haven't seen you. Heard from you in forever. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I mean, I know you're. I know you're on the other shows, but like, Still, the it's nice to have Friday you here this edition. Friday. Yes, yes, yes. I rolled out of bed, put my hair in a claw clip, and, and I'm here to talk housewives. Welcome. We like to do it first thing in the morning. <laughs> it's fresh. We're raw. That You get all of that. You get my scratchy. I just woke up five minutes ago, voice. But no, happy to have you back. Yay. We're going to be doing the news of the week. We're going to get into New Jersey and then Jody Walker will come in for the ultimate girls trip. So let's start with news of the week. I feel like we didn't do this last week because, well, the only thing to talk about was Sandoval, Scandoval, excuse me. Yeah. Let me get that right. And we're finally moving on because there's more news in the week. Not that we haven't forgotten that things are still going on in the Vanderpump Rules universe. There's plenty. There's plenty. Um, so some new things dropped this week, but First off, Real Housewives of Atlanta, they dropped their trailer on a scale of one to 10. 10 being the most exciting, the most interesting, the most dramatic, and one being blah. Well, how did you feel about the trailer? Did it get you excited for this upcoming season, which is season 15, which is wild? It's wild at season 15, but I got to be honest, I was actually really hoping for the Real Housewives of Orange County trailer more than the Atlanta trailer. Why? I just, I, Tamara's back. Andy's talked highly of it. Like, I'm curious what goes on in Orange County. And I'm really hoping for that franchise to be revived. And so when I saw that it was Atlanta, I was like, okay, I'll give it a 6.7. Like, I, I don't know. It just feels, it feels like the same <laughs> fights. 
It feels like the same riffs. I did enjoy seeing little Miss Cynthia jiggle her way into a room. I did enjoy seeing Kim. I did enjoy seeing Lisa Wu. But like, outside of that, it didn't, it didn't grab me like I would have wanted to. Did it not? And I agree. Okay. Didn't move me either. I'd give it a solid five. And I hope that they're just like, you know what? We don't want to give them everything. With a three minute trailer, they kind of gave us a lot. <laughs> they gave us a lot. Yeah. But I guess, and it seems to be a lot of like this same fight with Candy, that, yeah. which we already kind of saw that all before. But I also wonder, are we jaded by the news that we know that Drew and Ralph are getting a divorce. And that was at the very end. So I feel like this is almost not Real Housewives of Miami in the sense like the Lenny thing happened like the third episode. Mm-hmm. The Lenny thing. Lenny and Lisa's divorce or the their separation. But are we going to have to watch this whole season and then get to the end with Drew and Ralph? Are we going to be waiting for this whole thing? We're going to be watching it knowing that they're bickering, they're fighting. We know from the trailer they're already sleeping in separate bedrooms just to get to this point of finding out about the divorce. That, to me, is a disappointing season because we know what's coming and that's what we're waiting for. We know the end, but I and it is going to be the same, the rinse and repeat of them fighting again and again. Like, we've seen this ever since they joined the show. The relationship has been unstable, but I will say the one saving grace in that regard is I think you, you spoke to Candy and she said they picked up cameras for that. So at least we'll see the fallout and it won't just be like, oh, they got divorced and we see a headline or whatever. Like, at least we'll see some of it play out. So, yeah, there's that. Can my interview with Candy, Candy did lay that out pretty much. She said we had filmed the entire season. So they thought they had a season without the divorce. <laughs> so I'm hoping that means it's good. But it also lets me know we're not going to get anything during it's coming at the end. They put they picked the cameras back up to film for this. So I don't know. It's not. I, I, I was. I was excited to see Kim when I saw Kim. Yes, I, I got excited. I did too, and I was surprised by that. I hope it's more than just one dinner, but I'll take what I could take at this point. <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Snow. I only know in name. If she was walking down the street, I'm not quite sure I would recognize her. Same. We only had her for one season, and at that point, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. So I, I, I that didn't excite me. And to be very honest. Cynthia Bailey appearing didn't move me either. She, was she hasn't been gone that long. No. She hasn't been gone that long. And she didn't we add a lot. We knew she was coming back. And yeah, she didn't add a lot when she was there. Her final season was a little bit meh for me too. But I mean, she she seems to be making news crossing over into Beverly Hills as well. So we'll be seeing a lot of Miss Cynthia Bailey all that. over Bravo. Yeah, she I was... I did not know that. She was at a dinner at Kyle's and Justin was there. You should ask him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he. I think she was taking pictures with Sutton or Crystal or something. She was there. It makes me sad to see Cynthia back, actually, mm. because she got married. She moved on and she seemed to be settling into her new life out here on the West Coast. And so the fact that she has to come back, yeah. that makes me sad. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, one, I'm like rooting for her happiness. So I yeah. think that like, was a little bit of a bummer for me when she popped up. I'm like, oh, you again? Yeah, she you graduated. You know, I want to see you move this. on. Yeah. 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 Another thing that popped: Martha's Vineyard, Summer House. We don't have to get into that. I know you guys covered that on the other morally corrupt show, but I didn't tell y'all that I knew about this. <gasps> Rachel, keep it secret. 
somebody mentioned it to me in passing that it was happening. And I would say that this was like a month ago. Oh my goodness. And I meant to bring it to you guys. And I totally forgot. I <sighs> I fumbled. Fumbled the ball fault. on the one yard line. Rachel, that's very Tony Romo of you. I it, well, <laughs> who would know better? Who would know better? But I that that's that is my fault. Cause when y'all sent it in the group chat, I was like, Yeah, we knew this. And I was like, No, we didn't. I forgot to tell them about this one. It looks good, I will say, especially with Summer House Hamptons having such a crappy season. It hopefully this breeds some fresh air into the Summer House franchise. It does look really good. Yes. And for you, those of you who don't know, the Hamptons is to white people as Martha's Vineyard is to black people. So this is where bougie black people like to spend their summers. The Jack and Jillers of the world. Mm. They created a whole show on Fox that was starring Yaya. I don't know who was behind it that was based kind of off of this, but it was a scripted show. Do you mm, remember this? No. It was called like For Your People, For the Love, Love Your People. There's some of those somewhere. Pick those, pick those words, and that's somewhere in there <laughs> is the show. Something like that. But it was, they were on Mark Morse Chestnut was in it. Oh. It only had one season, but it was Our Kind of People. Our kind see, okay. See, I got the people right for your people. <laughs> what I said. Our kind of people. Yes, it had Morris Chestnut in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to dig this up. It kind of looks cute. I got into it. I, I, it hooked me. I was at home. My mom was in, my mom got into it too. Yeah, we were, Debbie Morgan's in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good, but it's, but it is based off of this concept. So being a Jack and Jiller, I'm familiar with this world and I'm excited to see it play out on screen. I might know somebody. <laughs> you might. Maybe, maybe I'll go through. Um, <laughs> Rich, I'd love to see you. No, I'm too much of a fan. <laughs> I'm too much of, they don't even introduce me with like, when I go on and watch What Happens Live or like Andy's radio show, they don't even say like, oh, you know, she hosts this podcast. She does. She does this extra. They're like, bravo, f- super fan, Rachel <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> so what do I look like coming on the show? At this point? <laughs> also, it is being rumored that they are potentially casting for the Real Housewives of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. New Orleans, a new city. We've been down this road before. We've seen so many cities thrown out before. Um, I guess allegedly no one's been cast yet for the series, but they're in the planning stages and they're looking at some NBA wives for the New Orleans Pelicans and some area socialites. Now, I'm immediately turned off from this. Oh. Not going to lie. Oh, tell me why. They had Southern Charm New Orleans. Okay. And as noted in our rundown, Tamika, mm-hmm. who's a friend, oh. Tamika would be an... Like, you can't do Real Housewives of New Orleans and not have Tamika. I agree. And or Reagan apart. Well, they can't have Reagan without Tamika. They have to have both. Yeah. You have to have some of the Southern Charm NOLA. And sorry, the only names I remember are Reagan and Tamika. They carried the show for the two seasons was on? I think two or three. Yeah, I was short-lived. Actually, I did like Southern Charms New Orleans solely because I liked Tamika and Reagan and their aesthetic and their lifestyle and Reagan's messy divorce with her ex-Saint's husband and then marrying a guy really quickly and having a baby with him. I think she now has two with the same guy. So I always felt that Southern Charms New Orleans was 
or should have been a housewife show because the I didn't care about the men on the show. I didn't really care about the husbands. I didn't care about the one friend who was married or dating a nurse and whatever. Like the men were kind of <laughs> boring. And so I kind of am into this idea. I do like Tamika and Reagan. I saw Danny Pellegrino post that Trishel from Real World Las Vegas lives in New Orleans and like is friends with Reagan. So like that could also be a cast member. And I would love to see like an NBA wife kind of get in the mix too. Like give us a little bit of Wags lifestyle as well. I, I New Orleans is just such a beautiful, flavorful city. I think they deserve some type of show. It is, but I guess of the cities and the ones that have been thrown out there and rumored, I want to see Chicago. Oh. Let's get a Midwest city up in there. That's what I, I think. It's not that I'm, well, yes, I am like kind of like poo-pooing on the idea because I've seen <laughs> Southern Charm New Orleans, New Orleans. So it's like, if we're going to do something else, let's go to an area that we haven't. Chicago would be good. It would be really good. Chicago would I'd be rather fun. see Scottsdale. I'd rather see Scottsdale. Oh, Scottsdale. A lot's going on. In, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the city. It's too, the whole Scottsdale, Phoenix, Tempe. It's, it's all, it's too spread out for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But so much people, so many people are moving there. Yeah. I just feel like you could have, you know, there could be something fun. I mean, housewives are going there to vacation. They do go there to vacation. I think there's like a sense of, safeness with going back to New Orleans where it's like if they do do this and like Tamika and Reagan are the cast two members of the cast like there's familiarity and there's like a safeness of like knowing like okay at least two people are going to bring it like with other cities like starting from scratch it is kind of like a little bit more maybe of a risk of we don't know how these women could perform type of a thing so mm -hmm. I don't know I, I I'm here for it I'll take the risk because <laughs> what I don't want is what I'm currently seeing on Ultimate Girls Trip, and that is rehashing old drama. Yeah. And I don't want Reagan and Tamika to rehash old drama. They either better come in as best friends or Tamika has not even seen the baby. <laughs> you know, that's what I want. I think they're friends. I, I snoop on the Instagram. I follow Tamika. They post pictures together. So I think they're still friends. So maybe it's a, a, a the bestie approach. Mm. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. I'm looking at the rundown and I see a name on here and I'm going to actually have to. Okay. The last <laughs> thing. Oh, this is not the last thing. Gosh, there's, there's so much news. Okay. Is. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Apparently there's a cash shakeup. No surprise here with Rena out and Erica doesn't have, you know, Tweedledum to mm. help her with some of this. They've got to add more people. They've got to make it more flavorful. So, um, they've been spot spotted filming. Like I know that some, they were posting that they were at Sutton store and we're starting to see some familiar faces. Denise Richards, Camille Grammer, Kim Richards, Cynthia Bailey. I will confirm that one of these faces I did see while I was at an event, which took me by surprise. <laughs> so I, I, and I was like, it, it makes me excited for this season. Um, and apparently they're working on a brand new cast member. Oh, is this what shocked you? Marcellus Wiley's wife? Yeah. Yes, Anne-Marie. <laughs> and the only reason is I literally just saw her at an event and we were talking and we exchanged information. 
And so now I'm like, girl, is this <laughs> happening? And who is she connected to? I have no idea who she is connected to. I did see this on the blogs uh, this week and I'm here for it. I like Marcella Swiley. I think he's cool. I mean, I don't know if he'll be featured on the show, um, but that's just like the sports fan of me liking his sports POVs. So we'll see <laughs> if we get any of that in Beverly Hills. But she seems like a beautiful, accomplished mom. She has all the things to be a housewife. I'd be very interested. I don't know anything about her personally, but I mean, if she's anything like her husband, she has hot takes and a big personality. So I'm here for it. I Listen, I'm here for it too. They've got three children. I just, I'm, I'm mad because I'm like, dang it, I didn't know. <laughs> I could have had a whole other conversation. We were talking about something completely different. <laughs> yes, yes. I will say the Denise Richards for me falls flat because Rena's not on the cast. It, it'll be nice to see her. I just w- would have preferred to see her confront Rena on camera. Mm. I, like Rena was the only one really gunning for her, so and that's the like only real friendship ch- that she had that you know ended while she was on the show. So I I kind of like it'll be cool, but I, I would have rather it been last season when Rena was there and she could have really shaken Rena up. I mean that's a good point. I what I will say is that. I think it's interesting because I think it's going to rile Rena up because they're going to probably talk about and around Rena. She's going to see her friends possibly mending a friendship or being cool with Denise mm-hmm. in her absence. And I could see her just losing it and taking the social media and just going wild with things, you know, like inserting herself into the season, even though she physically can't be there. And I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> a spiraling Rena is a Rena we all love to see. Yes. yes. Uh, it, it will yes. be nice to see her Twitter fingers or Instagram fingers going off. But yeah, I was I, I, I mean, I'm also really looking forward to Camille. I know we have her on this next season of Ultimate Girls Trip as well. But I... I always loved Camille. She's messy. She's, I I wish, I kind of want her back full time. She would be a great. I love Camille. Yeah. Yeah. On the show. Yes. On the show. (laughs) I don't know anything about her in real life. Um, Okay. Last thing in the news of the week. It's more on the sad side and a little shocking when I saw this drop in our group chat. But Eva Marcel files for divorce from Michael Sterling. Uh, They've been married for four years. And she stated that the marriage is irretrievably broken and they have, they have three children together. Did he not? He legally adopted her. He legally. Oldest, right? Yeah. Which like, that's the saddest part for me of like that poor, I don't know. It's, it's all really messed up and sad and heartbreaking. And it was really shocking when I saw it. I was taken aback to speculate from her comments and then he posted something on Instagram saying like, he's going to fix this. And he like, it sounds like he was the one that did something nefarious in the relationship. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I I hate to see, I love Eva. She seems like a gem and just like a genuinely nice person. And she's been through so much with her previous, I don't think they were married, but baby daddy. No. And I thought this was her happy ending and it sucks that it's not. Yeah. I'm not even going to speculate. He did. He cheated. 
lied, or both. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for her to say it's irretrievably broken, for them to be married for four years, they share three children. I know we don't know everything, but the way that she would talk about him mm-hmm. and what he's means to her and her children and just like the life that they're building together. And even how like she was like, I don't even need this show. When she, I don't know if she walked away or they let her go, but she was just kind of like, I'm good. Like I have all this going and I yeah. have this beautiful family. And then for him to say, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to win her back. Oh, you did something. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> that's not what she's saying. Because It sounds like she doesn't have to. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I would, I want what's best for the kids yeah. and Eva in this situation. And even if that means they go back to one another and they work on it, people work on marriages, but we don't, I mean, we don't know specifically what it is, but I just want the best for her and the kids and all of this. I agree. It was very sad news though. Mm-hmm. Very sad news. All right. Shall we get it? Ooh, news of the week was jam packed. It was I'm like, lots to talk about. Shall we call it a wrap? Because that <laughs> uh, that was almost more interesting than, than these the recaps of these shows. I mean, Jersey came back. Well, we're get, we're getting into Jersey right now. Recapping Jersey, season thirteen, episode eight, Pizza Gate, Pizza Gate. I will say <laughs> that this episode came back. We had we've had two filler episodes where they were building us up to this point. Wasn't giving us too much, but it all led up to this because this whole episode to me, Chelsea, seemed to be quite contentious. Like the whole time they were at each other. There were like three different groups going on, talking about issues and and other groups. It was a lot. Like I needed a dry erase board. (laughs) It like needed to like say, okay, this person is mad at this for this. And this person did this person. I mean, your thoughts and specifically, specifically the revelation, which we knew that there had to have been more to the story. Everybody's talking about more to the story with Danielle and her brother, the Teresa, Louis, Joe, Melissa thing. We left, they seemed to be rooting for each other. And then all of a sudden it just fell apart. And there seemed to be, we never got the reason why until this episode, which is why it's called Pizzagate. Chelsea, your thoughts on what the explanation was from both sides? Who do you believe? Do you believe anyone? Did it even make sense to you? It felt incomplete. And Mm -hmm. it felt like I was, if I'm going to be on a side, (laughs) I'm on Teresa's side. I've really turned a new new leaf here. Uh, I love Teresa. (laughs) And I find that if Joe has this idea, which sounds kind of cool, it sounded like a HelloFresh type thing, but for pizza ovens. From I've heard it on a podcast. So like they send you okay. recipes and you have the pizza oven and you cook it or whatever. It sounded kind of cool. So his idea, he asked Louis for the money. Louis says, I'm only going to get 5%. Joe says, I need more. So Louis gives a quarter of a million dollars. Why Joe doesn't match that or give more because it's his idea is kind of beyond me. That part, I don't understand. And Joe doesn't explain that. He says, do I have $200,000 to put up? Of course I do. I don't believe that. But it just doesn't make sense to me as to why you would expect Louie to pretty much fund this business idea that Your you have. Your idea. Yeah. And you're not going to contribute anything into it whatsoever. So for them to then kind of take it since they put the 
fiscal equity into it doesn't bother me so much. Was it shady? I guess. But you can't be asking for money and not contributing in any type of way. I don't know if he had a business plan, like whatever it is. So that it just felt incomplete. And and its incompleteness made me lean towards Louis and Teresa in that we believed in you and we were going to put money into this and you kind of just ghosted us or left us high and dry or whatever. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I That's how I viewed it. Yeah, no, it made absolutely no sense. And this is coming out of Joe's mouth. Joe admitted it was my idea. Why would I put up the money? And why would you give me 5%? It's like in any business dealing, if you come up with an idea, you if you don't have the finances, you look for investors and then they get a percentage of it. Mm-hmm. So actually, what I'm about to explain goes towards Joe's point, actually. <laughs> As I'm talking it out loud, it's Joe's point. Like, it sounds like from Joe's perspective, he created this entire thing and he had the idea. Let's just say he worked up all the plans and everything. And now he's looking for investors in it to go in to get a certain percentage. That's what you do, right? Like, I'm going to give you a percentage to buy into this business. But that's also because you're either getting money from other people or you're fronting the money yourself. Right? Yeah, but didn't he say like you want to do this together? Like it just it hands down. If Joe, if you had two fifty, why would you not putting up two fifty? Yeah. If Louis get like if you either match it and y'all go fifty fifty, or maybe you get a little bit more because it is your, your idea. idea. Yeah. But you know, like Louis saying, "Here's five percent." Okay, I can see how that offended you, but also, what? Where's your money? That's yeah. not how things work. Like. I can't imagine saying, oh, I have this idea for something. Give me money. And you only get, and like you, I I can't even speak it out. It just feels just, entitled. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like Melissa crying over. I, I was turned off by the whole thing, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I think it's just because I, I feel like I'm seeing through some of the Joe and Melissa lies and just like constant, targeting of Teresa and it's starting to become very tiring and boring and just like let her be happy let her be happy with her corny fiance and four daughters like let her do her (laughs) (laughs) corny is right (laughs) Louie sitting there saying like so I'm you know last season I was Melissa Joe this season I'm like I'm more Teresa and Louie leaning but then Louis will say something or do something where I'm like, okay, I don't know where to go with this. Louis saying I wear the pajamas at night, your father's pajamas at night to fill, to make your daughter, I mean, your nieces and your sister feel safe is insane. Okay. I it's, have to- it's psychotic <laughs> to me. I don't know what kind of like fog I'm living through right now, but I have to say, I'm. <laughs> In defense of Louie, <laughs> I feel like something from that conversation was cut out. It just felt very incomplete. Like, for Joe not to have anything to say after that, for, like, 
Teresa for Joe, no one to have anything to say in the confessional following it makes me feel like it was kind of taken out of context in some type of way or that there was an explanation to it and they just made it sound as crazy as they could. I don't know. It just felt like he said that and then like they talked about something completely different. Like it just felt weird. It it was weird that he didn't respond and like they cut the scene. So yeah. maybe he did and they cut and they cut because like they immediately moved on. It was like you saw Teresa or Melissa walk up or something. Some I don't know, something happened. But that is can we it's, <laughs> it's insane. It's weird. <laughs> I it's, just feel like there's more to the story. It's just incomplete, Rachel. <laughs> no, 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 no. He clearly wears the pajamas. <laughs> and that to me is already a violation. Right? Like you should not be wearing Nono's pajamas. That's like, get your own. Respect. I can never imagine Brian saying that he was wearing my father's, my, my, you know, like my father's um pajamas to make me feel close. That doesn't make me feel any kind of way. You are not my father. It's also a little know. bit creepy. Um, yes. Yes, I, yes, I agree. The optics are bad. It's but insane. I, just, I feel like there's more to it. It's deranged. It is. It's deranged. It is. It like, is. It is. I, I don't know if I can look at Louis the same way. And I really pray that they address this at the reunion because I need more from this. That is a yeah. wild comment. It is weird. It is a negative away from Louis. I, I will say too, though, like Melissa's analysis of him of being like, he really wants to be this one way and he tries to put on this thing in front of everybody and then he just has this angry side to him. And I'm like, sorry, isn't that everybody? Like, I'm really nice and outgoing and fun. But if you strike me sometimes, I could be a little harsh or cold or whatever. Like, that's not like some big character flaw type revelation that she's like peeling back. Like, that's kind of normal behavior. and. I did feel like he really does want to try to fix the relationship. And it does bother me. Like when they were talking in the morning, Margaret and uh, Joe and Melissa and everybody about Louie looking for Donna to invite her to the wedding. And their immediate thing was, well, he's just trying to do it to look good. And I'm like, it felt genuine in the moment. (laughs) Like he did seem like he felt really bad about that and wanted to invite her to the wedding. And it's just like, they choose to just see the negative in him and just to take that. And it was really kind of frustrating where, and it, it makes me feel as a viewer, we're just never going to move past it because that's just how they view him. Their viewpoint of him is not going to change. Therefore the relationship isn't going to change. And so it's it just is a non-starter. Yeah, like it's I I completely agree with you. It's like the low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. right? We know that you're going to say that Louis this one way and then from the in front of the cameras he's the other way. Like why don't you try to change it up and actually I don't know, get along with Louis for a moment. Like Louis getting cuz I know a lot of people were too on social media were talking about and I know we're kind of jumping around here but talking about Louis when they were all sitting there talking and how mm-hmm. Louis was kind of yelling at Teresa and telling her, which we saw him do that last season too, by the way. Yeah, not me. And telling her to like calm down. Teresa is stubborn. And I feel like that's the only way sometimes she responds. 
you know, like I'm not condoning yelling at your significant other, but I'm just saying in that, that was a heated moment. People were talking over people. I know it was a lot longer than what we saw. And to me, it was like, I'm trying to get your attention. Do I like to see him yelling at her? No, but it wasn't where I was like, wow, Louis is this monster and we're seeing the real Louis. This is really him. He's not this Zen guy. If anything, we should be saying that he's not that, not based off the anger, based on the fact that he always looks like he's about to pop. Yeah. That's, that's, if that's the more concerning thing, he's like, I see all his veins (laughs) and he's always red and he just looks like, his skin looks like it's just stretched to to the limit. Yes. That's the concerning thing. I will say, like, I agree with you. Him talking Teresa to Teresa in the way that he did in that argument, it didn't turn me off. Like I saw that turned a lot of people off on social media. And I take a look at like, yes, no man or partner should raise his voice or yell at his wife or whatever. But the way in which Juicy Joe would speak to Teresa and the way in which Louis speaks to Teresa are like night and day. And I feel like the way that he was speaking to her in those moments wasn't to belittle her or disrespect her. It was for him. Like you said, she's stubborn, trying to help her see so that they could move forward in this brother-sister dynamic relationship. He was trying to be helpful. And Teresa is someone you need to speak sternly to. Like, she just is. And mm-hmm. and even with that, she wasn't responding to it. So it's just like, right. it. I didn't find an issue with it because I felt like his intentions were good in it. And it was to try to help her listen and see the other side so that they exactly. could potentially try to move forward. Like, it wasn't to be an asshole. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I walked away from this being more Teresa and Louie than Melissa and Joe. And I found it interesting that they just like walked away at the end of it all because that's what they accused Teresa of doing. We're just going to walk away. But then at the same time, I was like, yeah, walk away because I'm sick of this argument. I'm sick of it. I love that he had to walk away and come back and ask Louie to move his car, though. That so was great. hilarious. So great. It's so great. So funny. And, so, <laughs> and then, but then when he came back, they were so cool. Yeah. Right? They were kind of cool. It's like what happened before didn't yeah. just happen. He's like, hey, Louie, like, man. Can you, can you move your car? <laughs> but then Joe, like, immediately gets mad because she's sitting with Margaret, which I didn't really understand. Like, it, I thought we'd want to do that, but... Yeah, it was well, a hot ass mess of a of a picnic, lunch, brunch at the Fudas. I do understand though, because why Joe got upset, because it's like you spent so much time saying you should have been mad at Margaret. You should have been mad at Margaret for the things that she said, but then you're kicking with Margaret. And it, it's like I mean, give me that Margaret. I, I, she was the one that walked over there. <laughs> like, it's like, but he didn't see that. I mean, but Teresa was there when you left. I don't know. It just, it, I, it's, I, it, he needs to move past it, but I get why he's always triggered because it's like in the same way that he's triggered when she's with Jen. Cause it's yeah. like, Jen said this about me. So it yeah. goes both ways. Yeah. They need to move on. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends, Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Okay, and then, I mean, Danielle, don't, can we just say before we leave, the fact that they keep harping on Danielle about not believing her story. Do I believe Danielle's story? No, but that's okay. Why is this a topic of conversation? Jackie has got to go. Jackie has got to go. I. Uh, so it's my understanding that she was competing for a hip holding spot during the filming of the season because she wasn't sure if she was going to be a full-time or a part-time housewife. So to me, this is motivated by trying to be full-time and it's making her look like an asshole. And yeah, I don't care about Danielle's brother blocking her and them not speaking for years or months or whatever it is. Like, I I think she was open enough with what she gave us. I was happy with that story. I was fine with it. And I was ready to move on. I did not care anymore. Um, did not care. But I will say I need Danielle to stick around and to to have these have these fights. She can't. This is the second party that she just left. And we can't be having that. I, I like you, Danielle, but we, we, we need to stick around. Yeah. And it seems like from the mid-season trailer that she's like, Seems like she's she's walking away because she's really trying not to show that side of her. But it yeah. seems like it comes out in the mid-season trailer. And she's aligned herself with Teresa and Jen at this point. I am on Danielle's side in the Danielle-Rachel argument. Like, yeah. 
I don't like that Rachel went back and said that to Margaret. Rachel goes back and tells Margaret everything. She's got like this allegiance to, to Margaret yeah. that is, they don't even really know each other like that. Margaret's not even who brought her into this group. And I liked what Danielle and Rachel had. And I do feel like Rachel messed that up when she went back and was a little messy about what Danielle said, knowing yep. that would rile Margaret up. Yeah. So like, I'm with Danielle, like I- I'm off you. I thought it was catty and I also thought it was a complete misrepresentation of what the conversation was as well. Yeah. And it was unfair. And I, I, it's, it is funny. It, they gave Teresa a friend of and they gave Melissa a friend of and they are like sticking to their packs and their armies. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it is fascinating to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Well, that was Jersey. It was a good episode and it looks like from the trailer that the rest of the season is going to be really good too. So more to come from that. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. Always happy Very to have welcome. you come back. Oh, I will be back. Bye, guys. Bye. Now we're moving on to Ultimate Girls Trip. Episode four, Dangerous Games is the name of the episode. Wouldn't call it quite that. I would call it <laughs> Jody. I don't... What's the word? They weren't dangerous because something is missing from Ultimate Girls Trip. And I know I was critical last week and I thought that I would turn a corner. And then I watched episode four and I said, something, it's like, they're almost there and then they just cut it off. Like, the games could have, were messy, but the women weren't going, like, the distance with getting upset or being shady. They would just kind of answer the question and everybody would move on. So the games weren't dangerous. The games weren't dramatic. They were, they could have been, but the women aren't coming to play. Candace is, I can't say for the rest. (laughs) Candace is being Candace. I can't speak Candace for Candace is going to fold a, a napkin and she is going <laughs> to play and her tear ducts are going to be out to play. Absolutely. I think, and you're, you're right, something is missing, but it's almost the opposite. It's like there's too much of something and I think that something is organization. Uh, it's yeah. too many games. It's too much structure. I don't know. It made sense when they were uh, like, Portia hosts a day and Dorinda hosts a tea when it was like big COVID time and they were stuck inside Bluestone Manor and they had to like pretend like there were things to do. I don't really understand why we're still holding on to that structure. And and have there always been so many games? It's like there was like a rule that every woman who hosts a function has to come up with a game. And Portia was just like straight up stealing games from Jimmy Fallon. I think that chew it or spew it. Like that is like, you can find that on YouTube. That's available. And I just made me feel a little like, I definitely got some laughs off this episode. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's coming together, but it just seems so structured in a way that we are not accustomed to with Housewives. Yes. I agree with you. Now, I think they did the games because whatever Portia planned, it got rain on. So they had to, I guess, regroup. But then where did they get those elephant things from? Maybe they were going to do that wherever she was supposed to go. Un- unclear. I don't know. I don't know if they were going on the water or what. But I didn't. I, I did not enjoy watching the games. I, if I were one of the women, I would have been like, I'm not doing this. I'm not eating this food. I I didn't come to Thailand to eat 
noodles and, and with tiny hands and dress up in inflatable elephant costumes. Like, I want a beach. I want a water. I want to zen out. I want to see animals. I want to do things that I can't do in the States. I'm, I'm with you on this structure. I do feel like we're not getting a lot of Thailand and I would like more. It's like, go to some temples. Who knows, you know, the ways that they could embarrass themselves there. I, I do want to see more of Thailand and more like they keep just kind of going 40 minutes away to yards to eat. They're just eating in yards. So I don't know how they, why they have to drive so far. Like if they're just going to go to another yard to eat, I think that they could eat in their house. And yet I did laugh at those elephant costumes. Did you? And I did laugh at Candace's big mouth uh, uh, unhinging to eat all that bad tie. Like, it is it is funny because these are funny women. But and I think you said this last week, like, well, and I like games. I'm a games. I'm a games person. And I will like I will offer up a question at the dinner table to get things moving, to get everybody talking. OK, I, I, I like, like it. That. And sometimes sometimes it yields dividends, you know, and it is here. We are getting some information. Unfortunately, a lot of that information is about Heather and Whitney's personal journey with uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. So that's that's a little exhausting. It's a, it is. It's the same drama. Like, yes, I said it last. They waited too long for this season to come out because we saw these things play out with their respective franchises. And the games are centered around the old drama as well. You know, Giselle's game about is it reasonable? Is it shady? Like, first off, we've seen you play that game before. Stop promoting the podcast. Like, cute name. I don't want to see this game happen it's, anymore. And it didn't even make sense, right? Like, some of the questions, it didn't make sense to say reasonable or shady. Did, I, I don't even remember. The, I can't remember the specific questions, but I was like, this doesn't I, work. I You're trying too down. hard. Okay, go, J- Jody, I go. I down because, like, so signature Giselle asking like the most leading questions that could not possibly be answered with these paddles. She said, reasonable or shady to call someone a bully when they're not being one. That's not a question. It wasn't even. (laughs) That is an attack. It's an attack. And I just, it was the old drama of like the book title thing. I'm like, oh, come on. And then they complain about Heather and Whitney not getting over it or, you know, arguing and then being cool. But it's like, you guys are stirring the pot and making them talk about this all over and rehashing it as well. I'm just over the same storylines. Can y'all create some new drama? I'm only here for the Portia, Giselle, and Candace drama. Like that little triangle of drama. Well, I was going to say, I, I do think they diversified the drama a bit this episode because, yeah, we had like the stuff with... with Whitney and Heather that is extremely busted and we just watched for a whole season. But then Candace took it back to Monique times, which is a very long time ago. She always does. And then Giselle's entire game was about like extremely present stuff. Like someone had called her a bully that morning (laughs) and she was ready to talk about it that night. I don't know if that made any of it more interesting. And I personally was a little lost in the Candace Portia of it all. Or I mean, it just, it didn't, it didn't really seem worth those tears. It it didn't seem worth that amount of emotion. She's always going to cry when it comes to people not siding with her over the Monique fight. She's always going to do that. But 
Portia was right. You're so busy coming at me. You don't even see that Giselle defend Giselle hands down has always defended Candace in this to like an extreme point. Remember she had the bodyguard in Potomac after the fight. Like she has always stood up for Candace and Candace wasn't giving Giselle anything. And that's because she's mad at her about the Chris situation. Candace got lost in her own argument in that. And it was very obvious. Like she had a bone to pick. She was going after Giselle and that was it. That was it. She wasn't trying to hear anything else. And the fact that when she said to Portia, like when she started saying, I went to school of communications. I'm a journalist. And Portia's like, well, I got the journalism job. So now what? She said jobs, that that classic, classic Atlanta line. They all got jobs. (laughs) We understand. (laughs) But, you know, I I must say, I don't see either of those people as uh, my, you know, our journalist companions, but whatever they know the word hearsay, that is important to their vocabulary. Yeah, no, (laughs) They kept saying that. I'm like, please don't stop using legal terms. Please, please. (laughs) Right. That's not a journalism term. That is a legal term. (laughs) Although to be a housewife now, you really do have to be somewhat familiar with legal jargon. You know what? And you know who should have spoken up? Whitney. Because she always seems to know information. It's like, wait a second, Whitney. How are you so well-versed in that? Speaking of Whitney, when she called Lisa Barlow, I... See, again, the, it, that's on the negative side to me. Didn't need to see it. Did There was no reason. Rachel. You loved it. Oh, Jody. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. it. Mostly because it was just like, it was also so signature Barlow, Lisa Barlow. And I was like, oh my gosh, how badly does Lisa Barlow want to be here right now? And let me pose this. Would it not be better if Lisa Barlow was there? Like if it was Lisa and Heather and there was not, there is tension, but not like tension that we have to talk about every day and then be like, no, we're cousins. We can sit on the bus together. I just, I love the tension between Heather and Lisa because it's so deep rooted that I think if they're going to do these franchise pairs, it has to be a different kind of pairing than Heather and Whitney. I I only thought we needed one representative from Salt Lake City. I didn't need another. Yeah, that's that's true. And that representative should have been Meredith. Like, how much would she not fit in with this group of people? Not at all. Speaking of Meredith, I saw her last night. I didn't talk to her. Oh, yeah? I was at the GLAAD Awards last night. She was there. Brooks was there. Seth was there. They all look amazing in person. Were they wearing Brooks marks? You know, unclear. But I don't... Meredith always seems it's to always be clear. like... His name is all okay, over Okay, then it. no. <laughs> Meredith always seems to, Like, she was, like, walking through like this. Like, elated. Yeah. Like, there was a smile on her face. I was like, is she with us? <laughs> it just... I don't, it no. was like she was, like, no. floating on a cloud as she was... Walk, like, her own cloud. I, it, was, it, was, it was odd. I don't know. It was odd. Anyways. But last night was fun. Happy to support at the Glad Awards. Yeah. I this episode, Jody, I just something something is missing for me. And I can't put my finger on it. And I know I am so pessimistic talking about Ultimate Girls Trip. I'm doing the worst at recapping it, but I just am not connecting with the storylines, the women, Thailand, because they won't show it to us. 
I've only connected with Pepsi. Everybody connects with Pepsi. Actually, you know who I'm actually, no, you know who I'm actually here for? Alexia. Yeah. And I'll tell you, she seems to really be there to play, have a good time. She seems to really be engaging with the other women. Like when um, Portia and Giselle were talking about Candace in the car, who was right in the middle of them? Alexia. She was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Where Marisol seems like to be by herself and with her cup and you know, you know how she does it. I appreciate like Alexia really being in the mix and wanting to like, Marisol's like, why do they keep calling us Miami? And Alexia's like, because we're from Miami. I don't know. Because we're Miami. She just seems to be have, wanting to have a good time. And I, I like Alexia during Ultimate Girls Trip too much in Miami. But here, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm feeling her. I'm feeling her that she's down. Leah's a drag. Leah's boring. How dare Leah, how dare Leah, when she got asked that Real Housewives of New York question, say, I don't like to be negative. Leah, that is your entire personality, this trip. Like, it's it's all she can do. I mean, she's just having a bad time. And I think that's a bit of what's missing, is it's hard to tell if anyone is having a good time. And that's sort of like, I think the big picture on Ultimate Girls Trip is it is, it can be really interesting to watch because it's like all of these franchises coming together. Sometimes they're giving us sort of this breaking of the fourth wall and we're learning stuff about Housewives, but it's also a career move. It's also, and that like really got cemented in season two is that like with, you know, ex-wives club is that like this can get you back on the show. It can cement your seat if it's shaky. It's part of the job now. And I think that makes it feel a little, that gives this sort of meta element to watching this season of like, okay, are they enjoying themselves at all? Or are they just working for their seat? Or are they just working for this Emmy that Candace, (laughs) you know, thinks that maybe they should be eligible for now? Which when she said it, I was like, huh, what would that be like? What kind of different element would that bring to the Housewives ecosystem if all of a sudden there was some sort of reality character Emmy available? Yeah, no, don't do it. Don't let it happen. (laughs) Like, let's just keep things where they are. Yeah, I I don't even really have that much more to add to Ultimate Girls Trip. I mean, I... Can I tell you my favorite part of this episode? It is when Giselle... I do. So if if people are trying to cement their seats and they're trying to perform and this is a competition on Ultimate Girls Trip, I think Giselle is winning. Giselle drives me crazy. Giselle. Most yes, of the time. She's I mean, she, you know, she's impossible, but she is made for this. If she wasn't a housewife, she'd be a housewife's producer. Like she <laughs> she's there for the job. She's doing her job. And when she sidled up next to Heather and said, Let's call Jen. I was like, Giselle. Oh my, that's insane. I mean, just that she would even think to do that. And for a split second, I was like, Jen's going to answer. Yeah. I really thought, I just, I I thought she might because it's like those people, Giselle and Jen, like those are two people that you just never know what's going to happen, what's going to come out of their mouth, what call they're going to take, what statement they're going to make. And 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 Heather was just a pawn in the scheme. Because what did Giselle say? She was like, I would have asked her way more questions than Homeland Security. So she's lucky she didn't answer. <laughs> I was shocked, not shocked, like, that's Heather. But Heather was like, 
Sure, let's call her. No, Heather. Heather is not a... She says it come across as a good friend. She says that, like, I, if she's just... She is exclusively a good friend to Jen. I think, No, I mean, she wouldn't have called her. She, she even, should not have called her on camera. That was not a friend move. That's set up. That's a set up. Heather is whatever's popular. Whatever's popular, whatever's gonna, as Whitney say, get her more followers, whatever is gonna make her the fan favorite. She is oppor- she's opportun she's a an opportunist for sure. I think Heather's an opportunist. The the people I think we all know the people who deserve Emmys on this cast and every cast of Housewives, and it is the editors, because that's what had me laughing this episode. Like when, and that just reminded me of it when Whitney was like, I am eating this scorpion as a as a statement of my friendship to Heather. And I hope she sees that immediate cut to Heather being like, this is such bullshit. <laughs> she can't think of a single lie because there are no lies. Like the way that those two are always on a different page, just they're in different books. Like they never know or understand what the other one is thinking or feeling. I, that's that's a very good point, which is why they're... They're Joe and Teresa at this point. I don't see them ever mending it and ever coming together. Mm-hmm. I think too much has come in between them and between Salt Lake City and now Ultimate Girls Trip and then like watching it play out and seeing the things that they're saying about each other. Us as Bravo fans have given our opinions and let's be honest, they see it all. They read everything. I just, I don't see these, the bad weather, which, why is that their name? I think Lisa Barlow called them that on the first Salt Lake City reunion. And it was like a real bust of a joke. Like, you know, Whitney and Heather is weather. And she was like, you guys are weather. You're bad weather. And everyone was like, blink, blink, blink. Like, <laughs> it was supposed to be a big moment. And it was not. But then they've really taken it on as their I was own like, it doesn't moniker. make sense to me. But okay, now there's the context behind. I'm like, why? Do I, we keep referencing it. I'm like, I don't even know why they're called bad weather. Um, okay. Well, bad weather here to stay. It it turned out that that's all became true, right? Like they're bad weather or maybe I'm making a, I'm reaching here. I was going to say they're bad for each other. <laughs> it's just bad. It's gone bad. <laughs> blink, blink, bad blink. Weather. No. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> cut, cut, cut. <laughs> they are not your muses, Rachel. They are not our muses. They're not. And, and they used to be. Heather used to be my muse that it's very it's very hard for me to watch her like this because like yeah. i used to i used to love her and it's just such a bad look the way that things have gone down oh my gosh and portia doing the like every time i see her make this face i just think of who said that <laughs> who said that that like very popular gif um when she's trying to talk to Heather about Whitney and the thing about the the Mormon book that that Whitney's gotten removed from, but Heather hasn't. And then she's like, well, how long Whitney? It took Whitney 15 years. And how long have you been trying to get removed from the book? And Heather's like, oh, I'm not trying. I haven't tried. And and we're just like, wait, we spent all that time talking about that book. And like Portia thought she was defending Heather's right to get out of the book. She just like completely misunderstood. And it's just a pretty signature Heather saying whatever she needs to say in the moment and then forgetting about it the next day. 
And Portia's going to let it slide right now. But I don't know if Portia's going to let it slide We forever. hope she doesn't. Portia's going to let it slide while she's confused. We hope <laughs> she doesn't let it slide. We hope. And, then, and, 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 and to your point about Heather, that is what's so tough because nobody's hands are clean in the Heather and, and Whitney fight. And there is some truth to what Whitney is saying. It, every time she's like, Heather will forget. Heather's like, oh, I don't remember saying that. And it worked for one season. I don't even know if she did it. Like, now I almost want to go back and see, did she do that in the first season? Did she do that in the second season? Because we see it all play out in the third season. I don't know. Yeah. And, like, was she doing it to, like, Lisa Barlow, who was her main enemy then, and who was, you know, seen as much more of the villain, I think. And and Lisa's, you know, just got to get a quick FaceTime in to Ultimate Girls Trip to still get that on the record. <laughs> that she is the protagonist. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. I, It's hard for me because I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go. There has to be... We have to turn a corner. No more games. You know, we'll be... Because here's the thing. We're hearing rumors, and we know the big one, of things that have happened on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4, which is another reason why we're not excited about this, because we know what's to come. We really didn't hear any fallout from this. There, there weren't... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember hearing, oh, this happened on Season 3. I mean, Leah leaves. Yeah, that's what I remember is hearing about Leah. And then I don't know if this was just at BravoCon or if this was like on social media or or something, but there was like a big, there was a rumor around that like Leah got in trouble, like she got kicked out or something like that because of poop throwing at the elephant sanctuary. <laughs> Do you remember that? So then when the elephant sanctuary came and went <laughs> and everybody was throwing poop mud. I was like, oh, I guess that was not just a rumor. <laughs> there was poop. There was Leah. There, there, was, <laughs> there throwing. was throwing. There was Leah. <laughs> she was not happy. <laughs> but nobody got kicked out. Yeah. So the fact that we haven't heard any about any drama or any big rumors or stuff isn't leaking makes me feel like there really is nothing else there. You know, am I appreciative that there's another show to watch? Absolutely. But it's not giving... It's not. There's too many other it's exciting things. Well, I mean, we've got Scandal. We got the news of the week was popping this week. There's just so many more exciting things to do than, sorry, ladies, Ultimate Girls Trip. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong many a time. I hope I am. I hope I am. We shall see. Next week, I hope I have better news about Ultimate Girls Trip because I have enjoyed recapping again with you, Jody. Of course, Rachel. It's so wonderful. And I'm such a, I'm such like a drag on these recaps. I I want I want us to love it. We want to get there. And I will say that one thing that Ultimate Girls Trip also suffers from and I think this is Peacock and I I know I've heard you not love this before is that there aren't previews for the next episode. Yeah. And I do think from the season preview that the back half is going to be pretty is going to be more like outrageous than the front half has been. Right. Like Leah's going to Something's happening with Leah. She's going to leave. Portia's fighting with someone. Maybe this Candace and Portia thing is going to come to a head. I don't know. And maybe, oh, Pepsi's going to yell at them. That's I, right. I remain Pepsi. holding on to that. Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. Oh, okay. You, you made me excited. All right. All right. There are things to come. And I know there's a there's a clip of Candace and Giselle like yelling at each other. So, so I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, you know, 
we'll, we can only go up from here, Jody. And, <laughs> and we're going to go up and out because that is the end of, of this episode. Um, you guys take care. Have a great Friday. Have a beautiful weekend and we'll see you guys next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.